My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. I've been out for a couple days, and um, we keep talking about election fraud. And some of you will say, why do we keep talking about election fraud? (laughs) Captain Obvious over here for you for just a minute. We're talking about election fraud because that is the only problem that we have in our country. And you would say, no, Joe, we have lots of problems. There's lots of problems all over the country. And I would tell you that, no, the the problems that we have actually stem from the lack of a voice. That the mores of society and where we go from here is being decided by people who are not allowing us to speak and affect our communities. Matter of fact, they're silencing silencing us on every front. I want to walk through this with you because I think it's important that we, we speak a little truth. Um, they're claiming that there are there, there's nothing to see here. The, the 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 mainstream media is is doubling down while they steal primaries. They're doubling down right now. Now I will I will I'm going to tell you that it's pushing people to a place where they feel like violence is the only way that we can get out of this. That's actually that's happening right now. The, I, I had a conversation with several people over the weekend, and almost all of them said the same thing. Joe, what we need to do is just make a list. Now, I'm making a list. I have a list. So if things do pop off, we all have our list, right? We all have our list. It doesn't mean we go to violence with that list, but these are the people that I know are responsible for the death and destruction of people in this country if things pop off and it gets really ugly here. They're the ones that we know are responsible for the degradation of our society. So we keep a list. But people are keeping lists and going, there's no other way out of it, Joe. There's no other way out of it. And I'm telling you there is. I'm telling you there is. So while they sit there and say there's nothing to see here, that despite the reports, the Halderman report, the, the Gableman uh, report, and the information coming out of Wisconsin, the Mesa report coming out of Mesa, the three reports, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Despite what happened in Antrim County where they were able to flip votes, despite what happened in, uh, uh, in Georgia, despite what happened in Nevada, despite what they're coming up with and finding in places like Kansas, despite what happened in Colorado, despite what happened in, I mean, again, it's always despite, despite n- nothing to see here. Despite the ballots coming down and being shipped from New York into Pennsylvania, despite the fact that in 
Georgia specifically, they said in Georgia that, hey, we have a main, we have a pipe broke. Everyone needs to go home. While they continue to do the work and they find out later it's only a leaky toilet. Despite the lies of the radical left and the things that they continue to do, the media wants to parrot this idea that there's nothing to see here. Now, that favors the media. That favors the media. Anytime someone can stand up, and Mr. Producer, we need to find this thing with Project Veritas, where CNN is bragging about the fact that they were able to secure the election and they got it away from Trump. Despite the fact that we have people that are doing really bad things to society, despite all of that, we're supposed to believe that there is no election fraud and everything is safe and secure. There are fundamental questions that have never been answered. They've never been answered. Not once have they been answered. The fundamental question I'm going to put to you right now, just one fundamental question, and that is, can you see what the machines count? And when they sit there and say that, I don't know anything about elections, what is an election supposed to do? Like, I'm going to be Captain Dum-Dum for you. I like Captain Dum-Dum. Not Captain Obvious, I'm Captain Dum-Dum today. Mr. Producer, let me ask you a simple question. If 10 people show up to vote on something, how many votes are there? 10, Captain Dum-Dum. There are 10 votes. So, I'm confused, though. If 10 people show up to vote, why can't there be 15 votes? Because every person gets one vote, Captain Why can't Dum -Dum. there be 8.75 votes? Because each person gets one full vote and only one full vote. I'm, I'm confused. I mean, they, they've, made it, they've made it sound like this is so complicated. I mean, it's... My head hurts. I feel bad for that sheriff who doesn't know anything about elections. Even, even our own side degrades to a place where we say some of the dumbest things known to man. We create the chaos and we create opportunity for them to ruin the credibility of us. And we watch it happen in real time. So I'm going to break down some stuff for you today. And I, th and I want you to understand that we don't have to get upset about this. I, I, I talk about elections all the time because fundamentally we don't have any problems in our country. We don't have a DEI problem. We don't have a CRT problem. We don't have, those aren't problems. Those are symptoms of the problem. The symptoms of the problem. The problem is stolen elections and foreign interference in election process. George Soros interferes with the elections, foreign interference in the elections in the United States. He interferes with our elections. There are other people, that, uh, foreign entities that interfere with our elections. Election companies that are having code written in different countries. Machines that are coming from different countries. We have foreign influence in our country. And, and I want to point this out, if I can, before I get into the details of CanCon's very, very thorough email dealing with this, or Carrie Lake's lawsuit in Arizona, which, by the way, is a permanent injunction to stop them from using voting machines. And, 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 and by the way, I'm not coming to you saying that I have all of these problems. And by the way, I, know how to f I, I don't know how to fix it, but I know we can't have machines. I have a simple solution. Not even one that requires a lot of forethought. Just simple. Super simple. Super simple. But I want to bring this to you for a minute. Why in the world, why, and, and this is just me asking, Captain Dum Dum asking, why in the world would you not want to simplify something and save tens of billions of dollars every year 
and give public trust back to the people. Why would you not want to abandon something that the people can't trust if the people are truly in charge? Why would you not want to sit down and have a conversation? Why would you not be curious if you're the media? Why is it that we can ask conversations about Hunter Biden? We ask conversations about Hunter Biden, and Mr. Producer, I'm going to send you something. I want to play this, and I think it's important that we play this because this just shows you the depravity that we deal with in our country and the fact that they want to say nothing to see here. And that truly is what they're saying, nothing to see here. But as you walk through... Let me see if I can find it really quick. It, it was, as you walk through, I, I was looking for uh, um, the DOJ, conversation about Hunter Biden and holding it. I think it was uh, Matt Gates. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, where the head of national security is getting slaughtered? Yeah, so let me see if I can I'll send find it. I'll me, find it. Let me see if I can s send this to you right now. I just found it, so let me, let me send it to you. But, but why is it that no one is held accountable except for people on January 6th that want to address their grievances that don't believe that the system was fair and free? Why? Why do they attack President Trump? Why is it that there's not been one account, not one account of evidence that's come forward that they've said is legitimate? Why is it they use the words that, oh, well, you know, now, now we know there's fraud, but it wasn't enough to change the outcome. How do they know it doesn't change the outcome? How do they know? And because I'm Captain Dum Dum, I'm going to hang out with the Dum Dums. How could you be so dumb as to actually believe that what they're telling you is true? I talked to you guys a little bit uh, yesterday. I was I was uh, listening to the book, um, the Terminal List. And for those of you that have not seen the book, you need to see the book. But what, the the thing about that book is it was written by a guy who had a very high security clearance and had to get the book cleared. Jack Carr. Now, the reason why that's important is because he, he talked with the vernacular that you would talk with if you knew, if you were in the know. And the why that's interesting is that as you start listening to the book, not the movie, the movie, by the way, has too much wokeism in it for me. Too much wokeism. I, I, wanted, I wanted to hear directly from, I wanted, to, I wanted to be able to read what Jack Carr said. Now, I love to read. So I, I also have read... Um, Sun Tzu, I don't know if you read The Art of War. You guys ever, have you read it, Mr. Producer? Yeah, I have several so, copies. So I've, I've read it probably a dozen times, but I, I happen to be on a drive, and I, it's only an hour and a half long. And so I listened to Sun Tzu again. But as I started reading this book, and you get further into the book, it, it, it uncovers the cynical nature of what we're dealing with as a country. Matter of fact, and the book was written in 2016, so it, it foretold things that have ha were going to happen in the future. And if you haven't read any of Jack Carr's book, they're, they're fascinating, but I believe that they're fiction for a reason, but they're trying to basically send a symbol and a message to people. Say, so, hey, pay attention to this. He didn't just come up with this as a guy that has a security clearance and worked inside of that environment. He didn't just come up with it. He took real-life stories, things that have happened or are happening behind the scenes, and he turned it into a book. Because I'm not sure that people could... Uh, first of all, he'd be dead before he ever moved across the finish line. But beyond that, I'm not sure people could handle how much corruption and how much is really happening in our country where money is being shared. Your money, your taxpayer money, is being shared amongst them while they 
use our apparatuses in order to hurt us. If we were Hunter Biden, we'd be in prison. Remember, people just walked into a Capitol. They just walked into a Capitol. Doors were open for them. The amount of evidence is unbelievable. And prosecutors in Washington, D.C. made flamboyant, just bombacious claims. I made it as salacious as possible when they were writing the claims against these people on January 6th. They broke through the doors and they, they ran in and they tried to create harm and violence. They used those words. They lied over and over and over again. No video evidence of any of that. No evidence of any kind that any of that happened. Now, we have video evidence that elections were stolen on election night. We have that evidence. We have evidence that on January 6th, they beat people to death and were not held accountable. We have evidence that they shot through a window at an unarmed woman and killed her. We have evidence of that. But we don't have any evidence. We have, we have zero evidence that anyone January 6th did anything to be violent. Actually, that's not true. Ray Epps said we need to go into the Capitol, into the Capitol. And both Republicans and Democrats parroted this idea that he was just exercising his constitutional right as he tells people to break down barriers and go into the Capitol. He incited a riot and they do nothing about it because he worked for the government. That's what we know to be true. We know that to be true. Now let's, let's look at this. This is Matt Gates taking a DOJ senior official to task on Hunter Biden. And I'm taking a left turn here for a reason. Because I, I want you to understand how much they don't tell the truth. They are liars. Go ahead and play it. Is Hunter Biden a national security threat? That's not a question that would come up before me, uh, Congressman. You're the head of the in, National Security Division, so it seems sort of on the nose. It's not in my practice or experience to identify individuals not in my and, and to We've label heard that any individual, an American citizen or any individual, as a national security threat. Well, you would certainly concede that if the adult offspring of the President of the United States or the Vice President were compromised, that would be a national security threat, right? We speak through our filings in court, uh, and we speak through our actions in, in, in open court. Um, so I, okay, well, how, I would speak to this. Where's the in, laptop? In that position. Do you know where Hunter Biden's laptop is? I, again, I'm not going to talk about any potential well, ongoing you investigation know where it is? as I sit do here. Do you know where it is? I'm not going to talk about any ongoing you, you, investigation. You come here and you tell I us you follow here. the facts and the law, but you can't even follow a laptop that you guys have had for three years. We follow the facts and the law, and we speak in open court about our yeah, but you aren't speaking about this, but you know who is speaking about it? The whistleblowers from the FBI who've gone to, to Senator Grassley and said that you guys purposefully take any information that is, that is derogatory about Hunter Biden and you go and rat hole it so that you never have to speak about it in any circumstance. But the good news is you're not the only ones with that laptop. So Patrick Ho was convicted of bribing government officials in Africa and he gave a million bucks to Hunter Biden. Are you familiar with that? I'm not going to speak about any ongoing investigation. I is can, that an ongoing? I can assure is that, you that an ongoing investigation? I can. I'm not going to. Patrick I'm not going to speak about any potential ongoing. Like, don't you see that that degrades the country's like belief in you guys when you have whistleblowers saying that you're purposefully rat holing this information, and then you come here and say you won't talk about it? I mean, you know, 
inside Hunter Biden's multi-million dollar deals with a Chinese energy company, Washington Post, Matt Vizier. Chinese elite paid $31 million to Hunter and the Bidens, Peter Schweitzer in the New York Post. Hunter Biden's business partner called Joe Biden the big guy in panic messages. Do you guys call Joe Biden the big guy at the Department of Justice? I think it's important to understand why we don't speak about cases outside of the courtroom. But, but, by, we, the we way, that, by the way, the, we, we I already know why. You know why you don't speak question? about it? Because it's about Hunter Biden. You guys have no problem leaking about other stuff, right? Like you got no problem going out and tagging parents at school board meetings as a national security threat. But when all of the facts and all of the law are before you regarding the corruption of Hunter Biden, you don't want to speak to that at all. And it's precisely why you've got folks that are talking to Senator Grassley about it. Bohai Harvest. So 10 days after Vice President Biden takes Hunter Biden to China, 10 days after this long toiling venture of Hunter Biden that can't get off the ground, 10 days after they go, he automatically gets approved. So uh, for a deal in China with Bohai Harvest, like have you guys looked into that? I'm not gonna talk about any uh, ongoing investigation. Well, you know who else is talking? Tony Bobolinsky. Tony Bobolinsky told the world that Joe Biden was cut in on a CCP energy deal that was orchestrated by Hunter Biden. Like, have you guys talked to Tony Bobolinsky? Again, we don't talk about ongoing investigations uh, in settings such as this. So, so, so Joe Biden, uh, well, okay, we, 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 how about this? We commit to a classified briefing on these matters? I'd certainly be happy to talk to you or any member of the committee about uh, matters of national security. We do not talk outside of courtrooms about ongoing investigations. Well, is there an ongoing investigation of the annual fund dinner that happened where Joe Biden was vice president of the United States and Hunter Biden holds his fund's annual dinner at the Chinese embassy? And but in order to do that, in order to get the Chinese embassy to roll out the red carpet for Hunter Biden and, and to raise money for his fund, he had to go to the embassy 30 minutes before and have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the Chinese ambassador. Do you think it's possible that that meeting might have jeopardized national security? I'm not going to comment about any potential uh, or ongoing investigation. Well, here, here's the thing. It's pretty easy to see that Hunter Biden is compromised. I think every American knows that's a threat to national security. I think we're watching a crime spree in progress that Hunter Biden is orchestrating. And one has to wonder, like, what are the Chinese getting for the tens of millions of dollars that they're cutting the Biden family in on? What is the Chinese Communist Party getting as a result of cutting in 10% for the big guy? And it just I just happen to notice that like you guys canceled the China initiative that President Trump put in place where you focus talent on those things. You know, Jim Biden said to uh, Tony Bobolinsky that the reason they're able to get away with this corruption is plausible deniability. And that is precisely the plausible deniability that you are that you are animating and exemplifying today. And you know what? Winter's coming. We're going to be in the majority. And then you're going to have to answer these questions for the country. Well, I mean, he took him to task, but here, here's the thing that happens. And I just want you to know, and, and as we look at it, sorry, I was looking up some, some information that I thought was relevant to this um, while you were watching that clip. Do they ever have to really answer the question? Have, have you noticed that they don't answer the questions at all? They come up with dog whistles, like we can't talk about anything that has to do with national security, and we can't talk about anything that might be under investigation. We can't talk about anything. We let our things talk about it in the courthouse. Well, in the courthouse for January 6th, what did they do to the January 6th political prisoners? 
These are Americans, by the way. These are people that we should be standing up for every single day. And this, this podcast is not about that. It's about the coming primary elections and what's happening in Colorado, what's happening in other states that are, that are doing these challenges. They want you to believe, they want people around you to believe that we are full of shit. That we have no idea what we're talking about. Now, with that said, I put out a post yesterday on Telegram and others. I put it out this morning as well. And in that post, I said something very simple. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it to you just because I don't want to paraphrase it do myself an injustice. But, but I basically walked through and said that, hey, listen, I've been, I've been out for the last few days, but decided to dig into this and understand what's happening, to understand what the real, what is real and what is not real. I know we want to scrutinize every step of the process and the recount process in Colorado, but we must have a bit of restraint. The LNA process is actually designed to send ballots to adjudication. They may run a book of ballots that is not format, that, that they don't use that format, and it could result in 100% adjudica- adjudication. Boy, I, I, I butchered this, didn't I? I? I did the text to talk. I'm not telling you that that is what happened, but what I will tell you is that it erodes credibility when we the sky is falling, uh, but only because we do not understand the system design. So, so what I tell people is seek to understand first. And then once you, there's things that you know, or there's things you unequivocally know. You know what happened on election night on the 3rd of November, 2020. You know what happened with the nefarious deviations of behavior that they wanted us to concentrate on. You know that they said that the election, that the, that the machines are not hooked up to the internet, and they were. They were hooked up to the internet. 100% hooked up to the internet. They, they were internet connected. Uh, no, no they, no, no, they weren't. They, they weren't at the time. They could have been, but they actually weren't at the time. Well, you can't actually tell that because guess what you can't get access to? You can't get access, access to the logs. So how do you know if it's connected or not connected? And then you have other people that come out and want to talk about and say that there's nothing to see here, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, but we can't see into a system that is designed, I'm Captain Dum Dum, to do what, Mr. Producer? What is the system designed to do? What is the voting system designed to do? Steal your voice of the American people. No, it's designed to actually Sorry. count votes. That's what it does. Oh, That's Jesus. the outcome. Oh. Simple. But, and, and I say this because it's, it's not that difficult. It, we have turned something into something so complicated, and we have tried to convince most of America that, that the machines are so complicated. You, you just don't understand the election system. Uh, okay. I don't understand. Well, teach me. Show me the system. And instead of showing us the system, what they show us is a big black box. They put a ballot, bunch of ballots through, stack. They don't even tell you how many ballots go through, and they send the ballots through. And every time we find a vulnerability, they say, oh, human error. It's designed to be a calculator. It's not designed to have decimal points. It's not designed to be able to move things from one to the other. It's really simple. It's designed to count votes. And when you have a black box that goes to another black box, and then that black box goes to another black box, and then that black box then goes to the people, you have a problem. So let me be Captain Obvious for a minute and tell you why that's a problem. The Dominion system and other systems simply do this. They go from counting the votes, to tabulating those votes. Some of those things are sent to adjudication. The then adjudication process goes down, downstream and decides intent. Now, whether that's a good ballot, bad ballot, what, were there, what was the intent of that ballot? The intent of that ballot then is downloaded onto a USB card. USB card goes over here, bloop. That information is sent over to a company called CIDL. CIDL then sends that information to a company called Edison. 
Edison then sends that on by API to things like the New York Times and other things. This is, this is how the system works. Let me ask you a simple, simple, simple question before we get into the other things here. Why do I need three systems in the middle to count a vote? Why? Tell me why. Tell me why the math looks as if there is a fixed function, fixed outcome, and that the lines are smoothed out and how people vote. Tell me how that's possible. Tell me how who starts out winning with 100,000 ballots ends up winning at the same ratio. How does that happen? I mean, you're smart people. Even if you hate math and you're terrible at it, even if you are really truly Captain Dum Dum, you would know that there are massive failures in the system and massive ability for those systems to be controlled or manipulated. Now, we know by Eric Coomer, who said, now he said this, and I know they want to put hit pieces out there about me all over the place. I, I get it. I'm, I'm good. Just send as many hit pieces out as you want. Well, I'm going to start doing hit pieces, by the way, on the, the journalists. I'm going to start doing pieces on the journalists about who they are. You know, like the, the one that uh, got fired from being a teacher because um, uh, he was recruiting kids, grooming them. Or there's the other one that went to China and was a pedophile and was sleeping with underage children, but then made the excuse that it's legal there. Now, this, this is all, these are all the journalists, by the way. And the reason why they left that country and came and moved back to Canada was because they had to get away from that. Or how about the one that worked for the CIA and lied about it and did, said, said it didn't work for the CIA and are writing stories for a major publication? All of which, by the way, these people have all written articles about me. I digress. We know for a fact, we, we absolutely 100% know for a fact that there's massive fraud in the election in 2020. There's massive election fraud going into 2021. We found that in the Mesa report when Tina Peters said, something is wrong with this municipal election. We need to look into it. But I learned something else this weekend as I'm working through things. And that is, there are pieces to the puzzle that they've kept us away from that until I started having deeper conversations with people that used to work for some of these voting machine companies that are available, that they haven't shown us yet. See, just because the information doesn't, isn't contained in an image of the machine doesn't mean that, that that information doesn't exist. So I found out that they have FTP sites that are accessible by the county clerk and recorder that actually have files that are stored there. And those belong to the county. So the county actually has a backups of all the different things, inclu could include some logs. And yet we haven't talked about any of that stuff. And, and frankly, I'm wondering if there are, if, and so I, I actually walked through to some of these groups and I was like, hey, did you know this is this happening? I did this this morning. And they said, no. And I go, well, we should probably FOIA that. Let's get copies of that information. Anyway, let's, let's, let's dive into this if we can just a little bit. I want to, I want to, oh, just kick me out again. Nice. Mr. Producer, let's pull up, put up CanCon's uh, article if we can. Can we put that up? 
Arizona IT and election expert elections assistance commission was aware that machines could be hacked in minutes. So on, Jan on April 22nd, 2022, Carrie Lake and Mark Fincham filed a complaint with the U.S. District Court in Arizona. The complaint was civil rights action for declaratory and injunctive relief to prohibit the use of electronic voting machines in the state of Arizona in the upcoming 2022 midterm election. The claim insists that the machines need to be banned from public use unless the vendors are willing to make their system open to the public. Wow. That, that's all they're, they're saying. Hey, look, make it open to the public. Make us have the ability to see transparently into the system. Now, by the way, this is only the first step. Because the first step is getting into the information. The second one is, why do I need to send that on to CIDL? Why does CIDL then need to send it on to Edison? And why does Edison then need to send it on by API? Why do I need four systems in order to basically tell the American people that this is what happened in the election? The complaint also cited the J. Alex Halderman report and has since been sealed by federal judge Amy Totenberg in Curling versus Rasperberger in Georgia. Initially, Halderman had requested to be allowed to at least share the report with federal agencies so he could address the issues. Totenberg said the federal government could come to her if they wanted to see the report. I guess after the Williamson TNQR mismatch debacle where they found erroneous code on the machines, SISA felt they had at least addressed Halderman's findings. And it goes on further. <laughs> it goes on further to say that CISA recently addressed the report publicly by issuing a security advisory. Part of the report uh, listed the mi out mitigation steps, excuse me, mitigation steps, and it, it, let, me, let me just go through this mitigations for you because what you're going to want to know is that they didn't do any of this. They did none of this. D did they, Mr. Producer? Did they do any of this? So a system that can be hacked that is used currently, this, this system is currently being used, it's currently being used in 50% or more of the elections in the United States. 50%, and yet these were not addressed. Now they came out and said, hey, look, it's not on us anymore. It's now in individual states. Now keep in mind, the individual states are saying that there is no widespread fraud. 50% of the vote is run by a machine system that, by the way, if you had adequate testers, if you had white hat people, which is what they're supposed to do. Remember, the only problem that we have in our country is the elections. That's it. The only th thing we have is that your voice is stolen. That is the only problem we have in our country. It has trickled down and created all these symptoms that are oppressing the American people. That's why you have uh, tech companies that can do what they want. That's why you have uh, media that can write bad things about everyone and get away and act with impunity and say nothing to see here is it all relates to stolen elections. Because here's what would happen if you didn't have stolen elections. We'd have elected leaders from our community that actually listen to our communities and not lobbyists. They didn't take money from people like George Soros. On both sides of the aisle, by the way, both sides of the aisle take money from George Soros and Mark Zuckerberg and big tech and media. They both take the money because they're both compromised. But I want to run through this with you because I think it's important. These are the mitigation things that should have been done. Contact Dominion Voting System to determine which software and or firmware updates need to be applied. Dominion Voting Systems reports to CISA that the above vulnerabilities have been addressed in subsequent software versions. Oh, boy. Ensure compliance with a chain of custody procedures throughout the election cycle. We know that was actually broken yesterday at, in Colorado. I'm going to go through some of these. You can read the rest of them um, here if you go back and, and hit the pause button. Use separate, unique passcodes for each poll worker card. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Do you mean admin with 
password admin wasn't secure enough? Ensure all ImageCat's X devices are subjected to rigorous pre- and post-election testing. Do you think that was done in Colorado? you think that was done in Michigan? I would venture to say it hasn't. Encourage voters to verify the human readable votes on printout. So stop for a minute, take this down. Let's just talk about this. Just because it says here that this is what you voted does not mean that the system, the computer system, I'm, I'm being Captain Obvious now, does, is going to relay that information exactly the way that you voted in the machine to the final tally count. If I put a thousand marbles into a jar and those marbles are red and blue, let's just use that just because it's good, right? It's, it's easy. And I put them in there and I'm like this, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. I put ten blue in and then I'm like, okay, now I don't have a red one, so I'll use a black one. Okay. Blue and black. You do one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, so I take ten on this side, I have ten on this side, I have ten black ones, ten blue ones, and I have two counters people are putting in the in the jar. And at the very end, I have four hundred marbles that are that are blue, and you have six hundred marbles that are black. And we shake that jar, all of a sudden it's five hundred and five hundred. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you, and, and here's the thing it, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. How do you know? Where is the ability to test the system downstream and make sure that there's transparency into every one of those votes? How is it even possible? And is it possible? We actually have, we have something I want to show you. And um, Mr. Producer... We have a bunch of elections that are coming up, but here's an elections expert. Machines could be hacked. Um, if we could just put this up, this is, uh, which one is this one? My computer is not cooperating with me today. There we go. So this is the, and, and this is the direct, correct? This is the direct on. Like the entire yeah. uh, testimony? Yeah, testimony. I can pull that in real quick. All right, this, but this part is him testifying, this is, right? Yeah, this is Clay Parikh being and interviewed. This is, and they have on a stand. part of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so, this is in court. So, so here's, uh, guys, I can't, I can't access it on my computer. I'm having technical difficulties, so I'm going to read it from the other screen. Um, let's see if I can find it here. Uh, and nope. So here, I'm going to start. I'm going to start reading this because uh, th this is huge. We talked about this last night, but okay, I got it. Okay, got, got it. it. I got it. Um, so the certified ethical hacker, and I'm also a certified hacking forensics investigator. So this is a guy that is a hacker. He's a white hat. Question. 
as a central piece of your job to hack, is it a central piece of, as a central piece of your job to hack into election voting machines? Yes, is his answer. And this was from 2008 to 2017, correct? He says, that is correct. Did you ever have occasion to be testing or hacking into Dominion voting systems? <laughs> answer, yes, sir. And a number of times? Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Uh, yeah, so I'll do the questions, you do the answers. How's that, Mr. Producer? Were you able to hack into the systems? Yes, sir, I was. How, and how long would it take you to do that? On average, five to ten minutes. Five. And what would, and, and what would your um, ES&D systems, and what would you, ES&D systems, were you able to, or did you have occasion to test and try to hack into ES&D systems? Yes, sir. All right, let's go to the next one. Oh, you got another answer. Yes, I was. I was able to hack into those. And it says, yes, sir, I texted, uh, I tested other voting systems by other vendors as well. How long would it take you to hack into the uh, ES&S systems? I think my best time was two and a half minutes. On average, though, it was usually five to ten minutes. It really didn't make a difference on the vendor. <laughs> and then you would record the information that you were able to hack it? Yes, sir. And again, this was part of the EAC certification process. Yes, it was. As you reported this up the chain for purpose of the process? All my reports and findings were given to the voting system test labs. Oh, take it down for a minute. Okay, so let me explain to you what happened. They took that information that he could hack it, and they gave them to him, and they still gave $100 million contracts for unsecure systems to Dominion Voting Systems and ESNS. I'm trying to be Captain Obvious for you. If, if the reality of it is that the machines can be hacked within two to five minutes and the people that built the systems are supposed to understand how to build a voting system that protects your vote, do you think they built that system to protect your vote? Now I'm going to go back to Eric Coomer being on that call with Antifa. And by the way, it pains me for a lot of reasons. One, here, here's why. What if I'm wrong? What if the Eric that was on that call was a different Dominion Eric? Maybe he was from Dominion Heating and Air Conditioning. What if I'm wrong? It sounded like him. But what if I'm, what if I'm wrong? That, that's the process that a man who has a brain goes through. What if I'm wrong? But then you get access to a social platform. And, and this is a guy that puts up the Antifa Manifesto on his site or on his social platform a day after or a couple days after it was released from the Antifa I'm not a group group. This is a guy that is anti-American. F the USA. F Trump. His words, not mine. Here, here's a guy that has a tattoo of the satanic church on his or the best, or, or screaming pope, pope, yeah, the, the screaming pope, the 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 artist for the, on his arm that is praised by the Church of Satan. Here's a guy that openly in social posts said that if my work does not have the same ideals that I do, I should probably quit. Here's a company, Dominion Voting Systems, that. Every single employee, nearly every single employee, except a few, gave to radical left candidates. 
Every single candidate gave to ActBlue. I mean, excuse me, not every every single employee gave to ActBlue, albeit a few. Now, those few are not there anymore because they used that system in order to go back and purge their system, purge their company of anyone that would be pro-you. Not pro-Trump, not pro, but pro-you. Pro-American. But nothing to see here. CISA came out the day after the election and said that the system was absolutely safe. It was the safest, most secure election in U.S. history. Ladies and gentlemen, they knew because this guy was testing from 2008 to 2017. He knew the vulnerabilities, and it would take two to five minutes. I have seen people talk about being able to hack these machines. If you ran a company and it was a $100 million contract and your job is to secure money, because by the way, people are money. Like we're a currency. $100 million, one state, one cycle, not counting the 8, 10, 12, 15, 18, $20 million you got to give them on a recurring basis. Some of these contracts, no-bid contracts, go through RFP process. They put a system out there. They say, just trust us. This is how it works. The system, every time it fails, it's human error. Human error. Human error. Human error. Human error. Human error. The machine's perfect. It's doing everything it's supposed to do. Ballast didn't go through, did go through. It, they showed up on one for, for one candidate, not for another candidate. They don't even check their work. Safest, most secure election in U.S. history, and yet we are finding out now from this person who did the test that he told them there were vulnerabilities, but they used the system anyway. And if you look at the CISA report, CISA, <laughs> CISA says, and by the way, the Haldeman report was written in 2019, 2020. It wasn't written in 2017. And now they say that those vulnerabilities were taken care of in the future. They're done. Oh, we took care of it in subsequent updates. But in order to do an update, you actually have to get it certified. Now, this is why I'm trying to, to, to let you guys know that the media is lying to you about everything. There's, it's not just part of it that they're lying to you about. They're lying to you about everything. Let's go to that last page if we can, Mr. Producer. Top top answer is yours. My services here today are provided to technical data and the findings that I know happened. That wasn't my question, Mr. Uh, Parikh. Parikh. My question was whether you have some understanding that Mike Lindell is actually financing this case and your testimony today. I was unaware of that. Have you ever had the conversation with Mike, Mr. Lindell? No, I have not. Do you know who Mr. Lindell is? Yes, I do. I use several of his products. I never have. You'll have to tell us if they are comfortable sometimes. They are the best pillows. <laughs> have you... Uh, let me back up for a moment. By the way, this is the, this is the, the defense arguing this, right? <laughs> right? This is his cross-examination. <laughs> this is by Mr. L uh, um, LaRue. Yes. Thank you, sir, for being here today. We appreciate it. You testified part of your job was that you were one of the uh, accredited laboratories was an attempt to hack into the voting system as I... Am I repeating that correctly? Let me pull it up real quick. Oh, there we go. That is correct. I was also one of the uh, boat system. system expert, boat systems test labs 
contracted by the federal government to oversee the overseas draft requirements, which included a penetration test, which I participated in. Okay. And when you performed that, that hacking, were the machines connected to the internet? Some were, some weren't. Okay, let's focus on the ones that weren't. <laughs> I know he likes to focus on the ones that weren't. When you performed that hacking, did they have available, and I'm not a computer technology expert, stop. I'm not a computer technology expert. Do you notice that all of the people that are telling us that it's the safest, most secure election in history are lawyers and people that have no idea what a computer system is? Now, I know that they wrote this beautiful article about me. Beautiful article. I mean, it, I now have 52 lawsuits. I was told I had 52 lawsuits. Did you know that? Yeah. I, I mean, it, I've never had 52 lawsuits. But, <laughs> but my companies over the last 25 years have probably done north of $800 million in revenue. So I have had lawsuits. What's that? You don't want to talk about it. What? You can talk. Go through, go through what we have. All right. No, we don't. We don't. No, but screw I, Coomer. Screw no, these pieces. No, of no, but, but, I, but I mean, the, the reason why I say that is because they can't write articles about what we're actually talking about. They won't. They refuse to. They're too busy trying to discredit everyone out there. But the guy said, "I'm not a computer technology expert." So then, why are you, if you're not a computer expert, why didn't you go get your own expert to come and? Say what Parikh said wasn't true. Oh, because they don't have those. Okay, let's go back to it. Let me go, to, let me go back to this question again. Okay, let's focus on the ones that weren't. You were performing the hacking. Did they have available, and I'm not a computer technology expert, I may use its wrong term. If you don't understand the question, please ask me to clarify. But did they have any, did they have ports that you could have plugged them, plug like a thumb drive or some other type of memory device into? Yes, they did, and they had other available connections on the motherboards, which were a concern. Oh, here we go. Okay, all right, thank you. Are you aware that the base coding that Dominion uses in their democracy suites was rewritten in 2018? I am unaware that it was rewritten. The one thing in the certification process is that source code was never really ever looked at, touched, let alone examined from a security perspective because anyone in programming knows you do an initial code review, right? And with an automated system that would standard coding ch with standard coding checks, and then you run it through security application that tested code for specific vulnerabilities. And I can tell you, I never saw Mr. Parikh. That's good enough. Thank you so much. Let's go up. And were you able to hack into the DS200 when you were in that position? Yes, I was. Did that take, um, I was long time to do? Sorry, that's their words. No, I was stopped from going further. So you were going to, but you didn't complete it. Because my approach, I wanted to actually get it to get in and control the software because you can actually manipulate the statistical data on the system. And you wanted to show that could be done? Yes, before it even gets to the EMS. Yes, I did. But you were stopped from doing that at that point? Yes. Okay, next one. I'm having fun reading this. I think that was the last one. Ah. What it shows is that they eviscerated the claim. 
They said that the entire system was rewritten in 2018. Okay, so let me ask you guys a question. One, what system are some of our counties using prior to that? Let's say, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say it was rewritten in 2018. It wasn't. And again, it's a play on words. They'll talk about something being rewritten. They'll change the UI, change the UI UX. They'll change the use the, the um, configurations. They'll do some of those things. But the base system, because of all the reports that we've been able to do out of Mesa and other places, shows the same characteristics of the same original source code that existed in 2017. True story. So how is this the safest, most secure election in U.S. history? How is it the lawyers stand up there? And by the way, they got eviscerated by Parikh. Eviscerated. LaRue also got uh, Parikh to confess that the testing laboratories he worked for would not let him run certain tests. The point I'm trying to get to is the labs told me not to do certain tests. They would not allow me to do certain tests. Why would the testing labs try to restrict a certified tester from doing certain tests? You would think a testing lab paid by the state or local government would definitely want to ensure that machines were safe and secure no matter what the testing was necessary. But that would imply that the state funded these testing labs. They don't. The voting machine vendors pay for them. The voting machine companies pay for the testing companies to certify the voting machine companies' software that is safe and secure. And lastly, for LaRue and his gift of the cross-examination choke full of conspiracy theories busting truths, we find another absolute gem. Dominion updated their democracy suite code in 2018. No scratch that, it was rewritten. Where's the testing on that? Where's the testing in 2018 if 2019 is when the Holderman report came out? You see what's happening here? They rewrite things, and they, they change things, and they, they, they move the goalposts. And now we're heading into primary season. And we see the primaries in Colorado. We see how they're manipulated. Mr. Producer, find me the uh, canvassers report, that, the redacted canvassers report, that walks through the things that were identified in the Colorado, the Colorado, um, that's a report that was redacted. You know which one I'm talking about? Colorado canvassing report? The one that came out that said that she can't, uh, that they cannot in good conscience certify the election. And I know that preparing, preparing yourself, your family, making sure that you're able to take care of yourself as the times evolve. Uh, I'll remind everyone that you can go to DCF guns. If you go to DCFguns.com, you can find all of the locations. They have the Castle Rock location, as well as two down in Colorado Springs, east and west. If you go to dcfguns.co, it will take you to their online store, and you can find a ton of awesome stuff on there. Go get training. Go arm yourselves. Get ammo. Get the things you need. Uh, so that's dcfguns.co. Here, I'll, I'll find it. I, I got it for you. Let me, let me just read this for you. So this was written. This is called a minority report on July 22nd, 2022. We redacted, but it's to Chuck Borman. I would like to first state that the county clerk and recorder staff at the Fort Carson Room were helpful and friendly throughout my time serving as ballot intake judge. This minority report details the election issues that I witnessed and therefore resulted in my decision to vote for not certify the 2022 El Paso County primary election. My decision was based on the following. 
I want, I want to say something before I go further on this. We don't care who wins the election. I mean, we have our choice. I think this is why they attack me. I, and, and I want to talk about the attacks because they're vicious attacks. I mean, it, OAN had an article written by Raw Story about how uh, Verizon Vios, by the way, if you're with Verizon, leave them. Leave them. Leave Verizon. They took um, OAN off of Verizon Vios in order to hurt that company. Not because they didn't have viewership, not because they didn't have a substantial amount of people that were watching those news, but because OAN was not playing by their rules. So DirecTV and Dish Network and now uh, Verizon Vios are taking them off the platform because they don't want truth to be told. They're not coming out and showing specific incidences of what they did. No, inside this article, they wrote me into it and said they put on this conspiracy theorist, podcaster Joe Oltman. I'm not a podcaster. And by the way, the left and the right are both mimicking the same words and trying to discredit everyone. And because I talk sensibly and they say, oh, Joe is actually a soft-spoken businessman. Oh, scratch that. Uh, used car salesman, snake oil salesman. I mean, I've heard it all now. And they all parrot the same words. Who am I selling something to? What, what money am I making? What, what's the outcome? Same with this Canvas report that came out, minority report that came out, said I'm not going to certify the election. Same reasons. What, what's in it for her? Is, is, is this an idea that we can just walk around and create chaos? You think that people really want to do that? That that's the whole way that they live their lives? No, they want to get to the truth because they know that the only problem we have in our country is stolen elections. And transparency is key to a republic. We're not a democracy, and I hate the fact that even anyone even mentions the word democracy because we're not a democracy. We are not a democracy. We have never been a democracy. We are a republic, if you can keep it. Chain of custody for ballots was broken. On election day, I opened a ballot container delivered from the Dropbox location with a log sheet containing only one judge's signature, not the required two bipartisan judge signatures. There was not an isolated event. Later that evening, as polls closed and ballot containers poured in, another judge stated, I have an empty log sheet. A supervisor later announced, uh, please let me know if you come across any blank log sheets so we can take care of it. The announcement clearly indicated there were multiple blank log sheets also missing information. Ballot casts. The number of ballots cast is now the number of ballots received by the clerk, excluding mail ballots returned by the post office indicated as undeliverable. During my time as an election judge, we opened a ballot box, uh, drop box containing the included envelope stated, stop cheating, I told you this person passed away 20 years ago, or this person has never lived here, stop sending ballots. Many undeliverable ballots with yellow USPS stickers were included in these drop box containers that arrived from various locations throughout El Paso County. There was even a blue ballot from last year's election in the mix. For these reasons, I question the legitimacy of any ballot placed inside drop boxes. I think it's very important to note that a recent Supreme Court uh, decision ruled in Wisconsin deemed ballot drop boxes illegal. Agilus machine inconsistencies. The volume of ballots increased on the last two days. The Agilus machine began rejecting ballots at an alarming rate compared to earlier performance. These ballots filtered into other slot, not the SIGVER slot. By the way, this is on my Telegram if you want to find it so people can read it. The nearly 6,000 ballots were placed into red trays. I was told that they had signature discrepancies. They were purposely held to be signature verified the day following the election. I was never given a satisfactory explanation for this change, except the judges would be better prepared as well rested the following day. If the address machine cannot handle all the ballots, then there's a problem with the system. 
Unsecured ballots. Election judges and poll watchers were routinely excused to go home, leave clerk staff alone with unsecured ballots without the benefit of oversight and observation. Timely access to video surveillance would set me at ease. Get into the uh, improper storage of ballot envelopes. All of the ballot envelopes were stored in the El Paso County Assessor's Storage Closet alongside crockpots and Christmas decorations. Shouldn't those envelopes, which hold voters' personal identifiable information, PII, including their actual signatures, be under the care and secure of the county clerk and recorder at all times? I was told no. However, the envelopes are clearly part of the election records and therefore must be secured, securely stored under the video surveillance in the same manner as other election records. It gets worse, guys. This is probably the worst of all of it. The risk-limited audit. You know, they, they, the risk-limited audit <laughs> is supposed to be a randomization of a pick of ballots that they pull out just randomly in order to com compare those to make sure that the ballots were recorded correctly. Only the RLA conducting this race proved to be a top-down process with the Secretary of State controlled with ballots to audit. The RLA process seemingly only verified the paper ballot resembled what was captured by the computer in an image. Based on my observation during the process, the popularity of the several candidates outpaced the report outcome of the races. A hand count audit of the randomly selected ballots would be the only way to actually uh, audit ballots and votes cast, thus giving confidence to voters about the veracity of true audit. Voter rolls need to be uh, reconstructed to identify only legitimate voters. There was approximately 20,000 ballots returned as undeliverable during the election. A shocking 36 USPS, USPS trays full of undeliverable ballots was returned in the first week alone. By the end of the election, that was a wall of over 56 USPS trays containing undeliverable ballots. In the last 2020, or 2021 minority report, the clerk made a verbal commitment to clean up the voter rolls, but that doesn't seem to be the case. As a Canvas board member, I request the following items. All cast vote records, CVRs. All ballot drop box records, all video surveillance to include drop boxes, sorting, and counting rooms, adjudication, and tabulation rooms, all recording pertaining to signature verification, all recordings and ports related to voter registration and voter history, all electronic voting system logs, specifically in the 2002 voting system standards mandated by CRS Title I, Article 5, Part 6, and pursuant to CRS 1 10.5 print 3. Based on several of the above statements, which Pose concerns on how ballots was handled. I could not, in good conscience, certify the 2022 primary election. So I just said a lot of stuff, right? And let me just paraphrase everything that we're dealing with right now. I just want to be Captain Obvious for you, because obviously I'm a dumb guy. I'm a, I'm I'm a stupid guy that's trying to sell you something. Well, here's what I'm trying to sell you: a safe and secure election for 2022. I'm trying to sell you a safe and secure election for 2024. I'm trying to get rid of these people that have been selected, not elected. We saw what happened in Arizona, yet they are walking around telling us there's nothing to see here. And before we actually uh, get booted off of Frank's speech, oh, we're already off Frank's speech. I want to be able to, I want to be able to walk through this stuff with you. So I'm, I'm actually going to go a little bit long. You okay with that, Mr. Producer? You guys okay with that? I was going to do a, a commercial for Frank's speech before we go, but we're already off. Um, as, we, as we start looking at all this information collectively, we, we have a couple of videos, don't we? We have a couple of videos. Let's go ahead and play uh, cut one. Uh, Fox Rhino says um, that uh, Carrie Lake is down by 1%. This is important because as they start cheating in the election and cheating in the machines and then saying there's nothing to see here and you can't get in it, regardless of the Haldeman report and all the other stuff we're facing, 
Now they're trying to create an environment where you believe the lie, and they're all in on it, including Fox. Go ahead and play cut one. C1. Two seconds. All right. The first C1, because there's two C1s. C1, C1. <laughs> play that C1. Well, we were going to play C1. Sorry. Uh, one second. No, we're, we're Sorry, everybody. Yeah, we're going to blame it on Totally Paul's say, fault. Say, come on, it's all Mr. Paul's producer. Fault. Come on. It is, a, it is the GOP primary and the run for governor, which has got a lot of interest. Karen Taylor Robeson hasn't led in a single Turn poll up. the entire race. Yet, the latest Emerson poll finds her up one on anchor Carrie Lake, the pick of Donald Trump. The winner will likely face off against Democrat Katie Hobbs, current Arizona Secretary of State. Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate Karen Taylor Robeson was supposed to join me tonight, but unfortunately technical issues prevented that from happening. Tomorrow is a big day in Arizona. We'll keep our eyes on that, and we'll see, because it's a little like Pence against Trump. Pence is her pick, uh, is his pick, and Trump went with, uh, with the other. Meanwhile, up next. Well, there you have it. Nothing to see here. But we have more that we want to show you. Let's play C2 if we can, Mr. Producer. This also says C1. This is Kansas Secretary of State. And the fact that they're, the sheriff is investigating election fraud. But now the news is getting involved saying nothing to see here, nothing to see here, the big lie, the big lie, the big lie. Let's go ahead and play it. Tonight, election leaders in Johnson County gave voters an inside look at how the ballot county process works. And this comes a couple of weeks after the sheriff claimed he's investigated hundreds of allegations of fraud. I-team reporter Jessica McMaster has been looking into the sheriff's claims and took those claims to Kansas's Secretary of State. A lot of stuff going around about what happened in this election. Quite frankly, I don't know, but I'm looking. That's Johnson County Sheriff Calvin Hayden in mid-July at a conference for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Hayden claims his office is investigating more than 200 claims of fraud from the 2020 election. We've got a whole lot of reasonable suspicion uh, and we're develop, starting to develop some probable cause. More than 200 complaints of fraud, Hayden says. Kansas Secretary of State Scott Schwab thinks that's unlikely. Well, we get about 12, so I, that 200 seems like a big number because we didn't see those 200. I know Attorney General Schmidt hasn't shared of anything of that size of a number either. Hayden will not go on the record with us about his comments at the convention, but when it comes to election security in Kansas, Schwab says the SOS has conducted more than 300 post-election audits since 2019. We've never had a county fail. So when you're hand counting a precinct and it matches what you tabulated after election night, I mean, where you, you, where are you finding fraud? You're finding accusations, but the math shows that the elections are secure. Because of former President Donald Trump's big lie, many voters are left skeptical their votes won't count. Whether it's fraud or people worried about voter suppression, we say the same thing. Go be a poll worker. Some of the suspicion stems from people not knowing how the ballot counting process works. Now again, what I mentioned earlier, the public test uses a false ballot. It's then put into a tabulating machine to see if it reads the ballot correctly. We now have the expected results from that tabulation. So Johnson County Elections Commissioner Fred Sherman showed voters the entire process. Okay, take this down for a minute. Take, take this down for a minute. Okay, so let me explain something to you. 
If you have a fraudulent system and you have people that are running that system that have one ideology and they weed out everyone else that has a different ideology, then there's no checks and balance inside of a system that runs 50% of your vote. Okay? So, Captain Obvious for you? Or you want me to go back to being Captain Dum Dum? All right. So, Mr. Producer, I'm going to be Captain Dum Dum for a minute, if it's okay. And, and I'll, I'll kind of walk away from being Captain Obvious because. Let me just let me let me ask you a, a, let me ask you a question. Maybe you can answer this question for me. If you cannot see into the machines, and the machines are run by function, they're run by function. So you know you have a if then. If you do this to the machine, then this will happen. Those functions are written in, in things called code. Can I? make a machine do one thing where it validates and does what it's supposed to do one day and not do what it's supposed to do the next day. Can I do that? Is that possible? No. You know, yeah, you can change the function. Sorry, I'm doing five things. I might have misheard the question. Then don't, a don't answer the question. Don't come on here and talk well, to me. Well, don't ask yet. me the question. I didn't ask you the question. I said I'm going to be Captain Dum Dum. I was asking everybody else the well, question. Well, I'm Dum Dum number two. All right, I'm going to give it to you. So, so I need to. I, th this is where they they lose me, and they lose a lot of Americans. Is that they are trying to convince you that what you see deceives you. But but keep in mind that's what they're trying to do in every part of your life. They're trying to convince you that boys can be girls and girls can be boys. They're trying to convince you that we have an, a, a a problem, a pandemic, related to COVID trying to convince you that the, uh, the vaccine is good for you. They're telling you misinformation, misinformation, misinformation. How much misinformation and disinformation have they said about the election? How much? And, 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 I got, and, and here's another question for you. Why in the world would you pick apart people? Why would you pick apart people rather than look at the evidence and see if you can validate it one way or another? I mean, you say you're scientific, you're for education. All of those things are supposed to be true. If that's true, why would you not look into it? Why would you not do the hard work? I want to say this as well. I, I don't care how many hit pieces they write on me. I'm, I'm never going to kill myself. Okay? It's not going to happen. So I, I believe that the reason why they're doing all the things that they're doing right now is some sort of setup. I'm never going to act violently. I'm never going to do anything to... Those things will never happen. I, I operate with an amazing amount of restraint. And I say that because they want to say that I'm not telling the truth. They want to say that I'm not telling the truth. While, while a man named Eric Coomer, who ran strategy and security for Dominion Voting Systems, he was also the, the person that was a, the public speaker for Dominion. He was also selling it. I mean, this is the Swiss Army knife. This is the guy that ran around the entire, around the world selling election machines as the director of strategy and security for Dominion Voting Systems. Not the director of sales, director of strategy and security. He's doing all of this. He's standing outside, ran into a building, almost hit someone on the way out, lied to the police four times, had the lawyer negotiate on the outside, lied, and it didn't bother him at all. With Satan on his arm, wrote a, wrote a story about abusing his wife, anti-Trump, these are the people that work in our election systems, and they want to convince us that they're honorable, good people. 
but they attack me and they don't look into, they're not curious about what's happening in this country with these election systems. And now they're stealing uh, primaries and the Democrats are complicit in it. Or excuse me, the Republicans are complicit in it. The Republicans are. And the media is. And tech companies are. And they're standing up and they're saying that, hey, listen, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Spotify took down two of the uh, podcasts that we have because they said that it had misinformation that could be dangerous. You know what it was about? It was about election fraud in a state. So I went through and identified all the information and looked through it and I'm like, wow, what part of this could you disprove? And if you're the radical left, if you're the, the rhinos, if you're the establishment, which now they're, they're trying to come after America first and say, these are, the, these are the real rhinos. These are the real rhinos. we got to go after them. Oh, yeah, bad people. These are the people that want to convince you that there's nothing to see here. They mule along a, an argument that, oh, yeah, we should have looked into the election. And when it first happened, I was, I was but then I got into math and I, I looked at statistics and I went back to what I learned 20 years ago. And even though I don't use any of that for 20 years, and, uh, but I came through and said, well, they must have done sampling and this is why it happened. You can't explain your work. But you walk around trying to discredit everyone else that's standing up saying, I'm curious. Let me look at the information. And here's what's happening. And now you have a stolen election in Colorado. You have a municipal election that was stolen. You go all the way back to 2020, and now they're trying to normalize it. Change the rules and normalize it. And the whole time, we're scrutinizing every step along the way because we don't trust these people. Because we didn't elect them. And now they're saying that Carrie Lake was, is losing by 1% over a Pence-endorsed candidate. Pence is not only unpopular in this country, if you were to ask 90% of the people out there, they will tell you the guy is a traitor. Sorry. A soft-spoken traitor. I don't, I don't have a lot more that I can say about any of this. I, I, I want you to be curious. We have a lot of elections that are coming out today. We have Wisconsin elections for primaries we got, uh, that are coming up in the next couple of days. These are the big steals. And if you look at the information related to what they saw in Colorado, they did this thing on Colorado polls. It's called the big line. I've never used it, but they said I did because I guess they wanted to make themselves more important. And by the way, I don't, I don't watch any of the radical left articles. I don't read them until somebody brings something to me and is like, is this true? I'm like, no, that's not where I grew up. Um, is this true? No, that's not true either. But what I do to is I pay attention to what they are saying and why they're saying it. And I think you should too. All the candidates that lost in the, in the Colorado primary were all candidates that had the highest percentage of likelihood of beating the Democrat candidate that is now sitting in office. Every one of them. And the, by the way, the GOP, when I say they're complicit, the, the KGB, I mean KVB, Christy Burton Brown, who runs the Colorado Republican Party, who has, by the way, tried to get the only black uh, uh, chairwoman uh, removed from office and has done things to sully her name. That yeah, that that person did nothing in order to stop or close the primary process for the Republicans. On the contrary, they left it open so that Democrats could turn into independents and vote to influence the elections as well. So they cheat every which way possible. 
So I'm going to end this by telling you a few things. There are things that we can do to solve this. Number one, become an effectual voice, become an effective voice, speak. Use your voice. Become an ambassador of truth. Um, we have somebody coming on tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. His name is um, Dr. David King. He's running for lieutenant governor of Wisconsin. I had a chance to meet with him. But one of the things that he talked about is that the church, and I'm going I'm to pivot for a minute if I can, and then I'll and, and then I'm going I'm to tell you why I'm pivoting. So I'm pivoting a little bit on this, and I'm gonna, I want to talk about this. But um, he said that the church is convincing us and has been infiltrated and perverted. This guy's like my brother from another mother. He's like Kevin Jenkins. Is perverted to a place where they want to convince you that you have to accept things as they are. He wants, they want to tell you that, that, that the devil has dominion over the world. Who, who, who has heard that? Who here has heard that? That, that, that? that this is the devil's dominion. Any of you heard that? Okay. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put, um, yes, I do. I want to put, I want to put the biblical back into, into what we're saying. By the way, the Bible, and I didn't actually realize this. I didn't realize it until he showed it to me. He's like, here, show me. Let me show you something. See, this is what the church has been walking around telling people. This is what people believe, and this is what the scripture actually says. And I was like, no. He says, no, the, 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 this place, this, 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 this earth, it's our domain. It's God's domain. You know, we're waiting for, we're waiting for it to come down to us. Like were, we're looking for it over there. But his domain is here. And the, and the scripture talks about the, 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 the truth being here on, on this, pl here. Like we don't have to accept evil in our society. We don't, we don't have to say to live over here and just turn the other cheek and walk around. That's not what the Bible says. And when he showed it to me, I go, how did I not see that? So tomorrow morning, the next lieutenant governor of Wisconsin is going to be on this show. He's going to be on this show. And I, I spoke at a, at a conference. It's called a faith uh, conference in Wisconsin on Sunday. Actually, I spoke at a church. And then after I spoke at the church, I went to this, this faith revival at this beautiful place um, just outside of, uh, on the, the line of Minnesota and Wisconsin. And there was a pastor that stood up. This pastor stood up, and, and but this has everything to do with elections, everyone. It has everything to do with elections. It's the foundation of it. And by the way, our election system is the, it's the one thing that if I were to tell you to, to share something, share this broadcast. I mean, this is, tr this is truth. But this pastor said something. He got up and he said that Christians and, and, and politics, they, they don't mix. And he was right about that. And that Christians should run for office. And I was like, yes. And then one of the things that David said earlier that day, he says, you know what? The devil knows scripture too. The devil knows what words to use. The devil knows to say, hey, I could pray. And I pray here. And I, you know, that they know how to use those words because they're deceivers. This pastor got up and said, Christians need to run for office. And I was like, yes. And then he said, but let me explain to you where we are. He goes, there will be darkness. We, we, we are under judgment by God right now. Maybe. Maybe that's true. I couldn't find a scripture that said that that's what's happening right now. But let's just say that he's right. We're under judgment right now. And then he said this. He goes, Joe... He didn't say it to me, but he was talking to all of us. And he said, 
we are going to have one world government, and it is going to be a period of darkness. He said that, like standing in front of people. I'm looking around. I'm looking at people like, oh, no. He goes, but then it'll be okay because Jesus will come back and he will save us. At that point, we'll be with Jesus. And I went, this guy's lost his mind. There will be, that, that, that the devil will reign over us and that we will have one world government. That is going to happen. He said it. It's going to happen. We're going to have one world government. And I went, no, we're not going to. I wrote it down. I wrote down what he said, and I was the next speaker. Now, what do you think I did? That pastor got up and walked out. He, he actually walked out when, when I started talking. I said, first of all, before I speak, before I say anything, I want to call out the pastor. Maybe we should have a discussion. But you're absolutely wrong. There is no, there isn't going to be any world government if we stand up and, and take our community. It is not prophetic. God does not set us up and say, I want you to have a thousand years of darkness. No, he gives you a path, and if you stay on that path, and you do the things that are necessary to, to be in a place of restoration, then judgment does not come. And if you don't think that's true, I can't help you. Because the scripture does not say that we're going to have a thousand years of darkness. And oh, but it's okay, we're going to have that darkness or, or one world government where they enslave the world. But that's going to happen, and I have to accept it. It doesn't say that. But this is the perversion of pastors and the church trying to convince us of that. That is the same thing. Here's what he's saying. Let me just fill in some words for you. And I'm sorry that I'm doing this, and I'm sorry I'm over by 15 minutes. I'm not sorry, actually. And this should become a, a small segment, by the way, Mr. Producer, that you actually cut up and we put out there. Because I think it's important for us to say this. It does not say that we have to accept it. And what he said is identical to this. Look, I know you love your kids, but your kids are going to be converted to, to, to be different children. If you're a boy, they're going to be converted to be a girl, and you have to be okay with it. And they're going to have this perversion put upon them, and pornography is going to pour out into the schools, and you have to accept it. But don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to cause chaos among your community, and we're going to destroy your children, but Jesus will come back and save you later after your kids are dead. That is the equivalent of what that pastor said that I have to accept the fact that they want to destroy our communities and our people. I have to accept evil into my community, and I have to accept it because it's providential and it's going to happen. The Bible is meant to tell you what will happen if you turn away from gospel, turn away from truth. That's what the Bible sets you up for. It's rails. And if that's not true, then man, tell me about Sodom and Gomorrah. Tell me about what happened in Rome. Tell me about the fall of different nations and of, of different governments around the world that turned away from God. And I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I mean, as far as the left is concerned and, and, and much of the, of the establishment right is concerned, you know, I'm a heretic because I'm standing up for you. I'm dumb too. I mean, I, I obviously am very unintelligent. I mean... I, I, I don't have any... Mr. Producer, I'm pretty stupid, aren't I? You, you'd call me stupid. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm a dumb guy. But I'm, starting, I'm smart enough to realize that God does not set us up for failure. He doesn't set us up and say, I want you to live a miserable life. 
That's not what God does. And God doesn't say put your head in the sand either. But the perversion of the Bible is happening every day by people that are going through Bible school and then coming out and standing up there and going, oh, we, we got to close our doors and we just have to do the right thing and we got to pray and God will come down and save us. God's not coming to save you. God's going to give you the tools to save yourself and you decide whether or not you have an effectual voice and you decide whether or not you're an ambassador. And by the way, we're all ambassadors. And when you hear what David King, Dr. David King is going to talk about tomorrow, man, it, if it doesn't shake you to the core, you're going you're gonna to come and listen to him. I'm going to talk about Bible verses. I'm going to skip through all the stuff we talk about with election integrity. I don't even care about that stuff right now. I'm going to talk to you about truth. When I sat there and listened to him speak yesterday, excuse me, on Sunday, it, it literally shook me to the core. I said, I have to have him on the podcast. I have to have, you have to hear this message. And the reason why you have to hear the message is because it is absolute truth. And he talks about it from a biblical standpoint and you read the scripture and man, some of you are going to go, holy crap. Verse 17, I missed that verse completely. Actually, our pastor went from verse, uh, Matthew 26, verse, or Matthew 24, verse 15, 16. He skipped over 17, went to 18, then skipped over 19 and went to 20. That happened. Because when, when people were listening to this message, they couldn't help but go, oh my gosh. And he's reading directly from the King James Version. So it's not like he went out and got the, the Princess Leia version that was created in 2007. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Now, the Bible's been, it's been perverted in such a way that everyone, you now have the nursery rhyme version, and you have the, you know, the 500,000 versions. Now, this is the King James Version. He's reading from it, and he literally goes straight to what the Word says. I'm out of time. I just want you to know that the things that we're talking about right now, about the election, it is biblical. Everything ties back to Biblical. Everything ties back to truth. Everything ties back to why are they trying so hard and why are they not being curious? They're not curious at all. No, they, they see what the football team says to do and they're like, got it. I'm going to go out there and block and tackle and try to destroy truth because that's what they're telling me to do. Yep, let's do that. And I'm going to tell you that you have to become an effectual voice, that you are the ambassador. That every time that an elected leader comes into your house, comes into your environment, they should be elated to see you, not you elated to see them. See, you are the highest, hold the highest spot in the community. You're the ambassador, not the elected leaders. God made us all ambassadors. It's in the Bible. Read it. When you're done reading that, read some of the other books. Start with the, the Doctrine of Lesser Magistrates. And then definitely read a, a fiction book that's really nice because I think you'll see that you could replace things in it in the, uh, the terminal list. And yes, it is a little vulgar, but I think you'll get the point that these are things that are happening right now. They are stealing from us while letting Hunter Biden and other people just uh, rob you with impunity, Nancy Pelosi, and others. And when we come out, we come out and talk about being Captain Obvious. They want to just suppress us and quiet us. So let's... Uh, Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Thank you for truth. Thank you for giving us the courage to speak truth. Thank you for, for giving us the strength and the courage and the commitment and the faith in you, Father, that we can walk through the flames regardless of the consequences and be okay 
knowing that we are doing your will, that we're walking your path. Father, thank you. Thank you for this team that we have here. Thank you for the people that listen. Thank you for those leaders like Matt Gates that does stand up. Thank you for the commitment of those people that are in the judiciary, that are doing the right thing. Father, I have some special blessings over, over this primary. I would ask you to pull back the veil and even, and even reveal more. Reveal more of the fraud that they are committing. Re- re- reveal more of the fraud in the, in the big tech. Reveal more of the fraud in the media. Allow these people to be seen for what they are, Father. I would ask you to put a hedge of protection around those races out there which are critical, critical to restoring you to our community, Father. I would ask you to quiet those people who are evil and would do evil. I would ask you to put shame on the hearts of those that say that they stand up for you, Father, that don't, that do their own biddings and are doing work for a a group of mean girls. Father, I would ask you to bless this nation in such a way that we can, we can restore the voice of the American people, that we can restore you to our communities, and that we can you know, right the ship on true north, on ethics and morals. Father, you say to accept people where they are, not where you, you want them to be, to love people regardless of the sin that they commit. But I would ask you, Father, that we, we are able to create and push consequences. Not vengeance, but consequences for bad behavior, consequences for pain and suffering pushed upon the people in this country and around the world, Father. And I would ask you to put it on the hearts of those that are listening, even those that aren't, that now is the time to stand in the gap. Now is the time to stand between the oppressors and the people that they're trying to oppress, our children. I would ask you to protect our children's father, protect their minds, give them true clarity so that they can push against what these radical leftists and the people on the right that say that they are standing for the people that, that betray us, Father, I would just ask you we'd be able to stand against them and that you're able to protect our children. I ask for all of these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I, I went from not praying at all to praying twice a day with you and praying with my wife and, and praying in churches. It's kind of crazy, actually, because um, I think that that's the thing that's grown with me is... Even in this, I have way more peace in my life. And when we talk about this stuff, we have to fix it. You have to get involved. You have to do something. Faith without works is dead. Just remember that. Now, um, tomorrow at 10 a.m., we have Dr. David King on. So he will be on tomorrow. Um, Tonight, who do we have on tonight, Mr. Producer? I'm still trying to confirm. Well, who's the almost confirmed? So I can make the call. Let me check the the calendar. Um, we got we got a lot of stuff going on. So listen, uh, uh, we're, we have a kind of a full calendar. I know I missed a, a couple of really good podcasts. Go back and listen to those podcasts. Hit the share button on this. Share. Um, Spotify and a couple of the others are trying to basically suppress certain messages. It means the left is going out saying, we got to stop them from saying this. And then I'm like, all right, which one was that? All right, let's, let's re-syndicate that one. It's super important that we become the ambassadors. My voice does not matter. Your voice does. My voice doesn't matter. I have a show. I come in here and I speak with you. But a lot of the things that I'm saying, you're thinking. I'm just being Captain Obvious. I'm just trying to, to give you enough information and to talk to you about things that you can go explore for yourself. Do your own research. Come to your own conclusions. 
But make sure you do that, and make sure that includes defending others around you, defending others around you that are doing good work, like Mike Lindell. All right. God bless you all. I'll see you tonight at 4 o'clock. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.